So welcome back to the uh, Benicia Voice podcast uh, without its main host, Ruben Brunt, who's still busy working at uh, in Santa Barbara at um, a camp run by a, comp- uh, a charity called Wayfinder for blind and visually impaired children and adults. And yeah. Ruben is a counsellor. This is his first year doing it and i've spoken to him a couple of times he's been so busy that i've actually not really heard from him much at all and of course he can't really take personal phone calls down there during the day because he's uh, he's been paid for what he's doing so um but he seems having a great time great but, uh, which is good experience for him so we're filling in i'm with um the executive producer bart sullivan hello bart again. hello andy hello again and um yeah, we were going to talk. We've, we've got various topics to talk about. Um, let's, let's talk about, first of all, we were going to talk about uh, Benicia Budget. Again. Benicia Budget. Um, it, matter of fact, maybe you want to bring up that the article. <laughs> yeah, that you, so uh, I was looking um, at an article written uh, online by Paul, which is the um, Benicia High School um newsletter i think or paper isn't it really that the, the students work on yeah the paw and the paw yeah, we can. yeah i'm guessing that's because of the panthers and yes, this is yes. the paw <laughs> it um, says benicia city council meeting exposes financial troubles mm-hmm. is that what you uh, yes yeah. yeah so maybe you could expand on that a little bit again just if you could just read it it's quite interesting actually for anybody that hasn't actually uh seen this article or read it um, yeah, it's May eighth. It's uh, it's their it's their May eighth, twenty twenty three edition. Yeah, just for people to go look it up. Yep. And could you read a bit about it? Yeah, sure. It says um, in a recent Benicia City Council meeting, the members revealed some concerning information facing the small city of Benicia. For over a decade, the city's budget has been dwindling due to the fact that there's been expenses that revenue given the city a, a negative budget deficit. The council meeting aimed to share plans on how to get Benicia and its finan- out of its financial troubles. So, um, you know, some of the oh, okay, assistant uh, assistant financial director uh, Jeff, I can't pronounce his last name. Is it Trushuti? I think it's Trushuti. Mm-hmm. Presented a slideshow um, powering how uh, uh, covering how this financial crisis came about. Traducci services expenses increases marine operation expenses, litigation, capital projects as a couple of main sources of the budget deficit. The capital projects that the city has approved projects such as the Fitzgerald Field renovation, general contribution to road projects, and goals to refurbish City Hall. Traducci claims the city's uh, structural deficit and uh, the use of one or more one-time money has left the Benicia to scrape together what money it has left. And I think what I, I'd like to, I'll leave the readers with how to go read the rest of the article, but, mm. but essentially... I'll put, link, I'll put a link to it on the yeah. on the podcast, but I yeah. think there's another point in there which you're going to get to, which is the main revenue source for Benicia uh-huh. is from property tax. Uh-huh. And they talk about the population not increasing in Benicia yep. and the yep. resistance. That's what I was trying to, you know, we're trying to aim at is that there's... The, 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 what Steve Young is saying is that the the population needs to grow. There needs to be some growth within the city uh, to be able to support the services. We've been talking about this on various podcasts now for several months. Yeah. Um, if the population stays static and 
you know, you're not going to increase the amount of property tax. Yeah, the, the city's population sits, it says here, the city's population sits around 27,000 residents and has been stagnant for the past decade. Uh, Mayor Steve Young said, when we don't grow, revenue doesn't grow. Right. And, and that makes sense if we rely on property taxes but also the your, revenue. your costs are going to go up because you know yeah. they were talking in, in continuing on the on there you're talking about police officers there are five police officers down for example yeah um there's sim there isn't enough money to fund the services that are required in benicia that we all benefit from so that's why we talk on this podcast about ways of trying to increase revenue for the city so that it doesn't lose um, the services that everybody is very used to and enjoys and right. the safety and uh, you know the police force and not the roads and all these things that we have to have to be paid for um, and the ways that we can do that and you know you were talking about for example um, the project downtown or first street and that there was a kind of like some feeling of resistance to even doing anything with that car park right yeah you, yeah, you, it, you spoke to me about that the other day yeah our last podcast uh, we talked about um the east street lot downtown the parking lot and how that could be turned into not only a uh, a place for additional parking and if done with perimeter parking but we could also use it as a place to raise tax revenue through sales tax Right. By allowing vendors, merchants, uh, you know, different people uh, in in that industry that need more space for business to have a place to go and and year round, three hundred sixty five days a year. Yeah. Now you went down to the city and, yeah, and, I, I, and I, I, gave a five yeah. minute speech on that, didn't you? Yeah, I went down to the city uh, last, the last city council meeting, I believe, and um, and gave a speech on that. Showed the plan basically to the you know, in five minutes, which was kind of tough, <laughs> kind of a tough. Yeah, but you got your five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got some good feedback. Um, at the same time, I had some in the some people resisting it, saying, "Well, you know, it's a housing element. There may be issues with uh, doing that because it, it doesn't meet the uh, what the city council has kind of determined the, the, the lot to do." And I said, "Well, it's only temporary." Anyway, long story short, there's uh, there's some hurdles to go through, and then in the next round, I'm going to be going with the city is talking to them. How do you get around those hurdles? Yeah, I mean, I mean every every proposal is going to have its uh, is going to have its resistance. I mean, I was uh, I was saying that um, you know you could call it something like the Benicia Boardwalk or yeah, um, you know, make it an actual attraction in yeah. some respects. Well, I think the key is it's uh, this isn't just down East Street lot, but a lot of these like these creative ideas of just putting in uh, sales tax revenue into the city throughout the city, doing mm -hmm. different things like this, um, giving businesses more uh, you know ability to sell and to do services that are local to bring in not so services but bring in more tax revenue. Yeah. So on on that front, as far well yeah. as because there was resistance and of course it didn't pass was Measure R. Yeah, with Measure R, right? In November it didn't yeah. pass, and that was going to increase sales tax in Benicia to generate more revenue yeah. and R was for roads wasn't it basically. R for roads, yep. but it didn't pass now do you think then that there's wastage in with regards to the current budget that it that there is that there's money being spent that might not necessarily be spent in the right places or well I mean I, I don't know if you, I think you had a chance to look over uh, uh, the budget that was brought up you know, before that meeting, city yeah. council meeting, and if you look at it, I think it was like over seventy percent of the budget was was uh, salaries, was was basically wages mm -hmm. for the employees and and services. Um, 
I think there's a there's some room there. I mean, it sounds like sounds kind of odd, but we're kind of in this quandary. The city says, "Well, we need to you know hire good people. We need to pay them you know more money even mm-hmm. to attract people here." So we're kind of in this. I don't know if you know any how that works, but there apparently there's a we we look at our salaries based on 13 different cities. And we kind of say, okay, how do we compare with the rest of these cities? These are, these are Bay Area cities, yeah, I'm Bay, guessing. Bay Area you know, cities, like yeah. Sort of Fairfield yeah. and Vallejo. And yeah, I don't know how far, how, you know, where they right. go. In but 13. I was probably within a ready, reasonable... Some radius, yeah. Radius, yeah. So, like, if the city manager of a town was making a half a million dollars, you know, do we have to, you know, bring our salary up to... Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, the pension is, we, oh, we got to, you know, keep a level playing field so people will come here. You know, I, I did talk to some people and said, well, why are we doing that? You know, why don't we look for people um, that want to be here? That, mm-hmm. don't, that will take a, a lower salary. Mm-hmm. I mean, is salary the only uh, <laughs> the only thing? But I saw room in the salary. I saw maybe there's room in the... I mean, this, let's be honest. We don't figure this out. There's going to be layoffs. The city will have layoffs. Well, this is the resistance, isn't it? Is that people... Yeah. The measure R didn't pass. Yes. Because people felt that they were paying enough sales tax already. Yes. So why would you want to increase sales tax? Um, maybe they looked at the figures and they thought, hang on a second, there's some there's some extra fat here that needs to be trimmed off before right. you start increasing sales tax. You know, keep putting prices up, but yes. not necessarily looking at the at the other end of it, which is, well, you know, you're spending so much money on staff. And I don't mean to be, you know, I'm sure yeah, the we, staff do a yeah. wonderful job, yeah, but yeah. it's got to be, it's got to be a bit of both, isn't it? Surely. Well, it's sort of like we're at a, we're sort of being stranglehold by, by this idea that we have to compete with other cities. Yeah. We, we're, it's basically, it's, it, it must be a really tight job market for mm. staff. It must be a situation where you can't find people because mm. there's not enough to go around all the various mm. uh, cities. So the bottom line is, as you just said, is that with a with a population that's static yes. and it hasn't changed much in yes. the last decade it's been hovering around let's say 28,000 people yes um, there hasn't been an awful uh, a great deal of house building in the last 10 years in Benicia other than right. uh, if I'm honest big places uh, big houses which we know why builders build big houses or yeah, they make a lot of money they make a lot houses. more money out that's of that's right um, so it's attractive for a builder to build a bigger house than it is for him or her to build a smaller house. So, so we're in this quandary, really, aren't we, with Benicia, yeah. where there's a, a lack of income. Uh, it's, it's not enough to cover the current requirements of the city. And, and actually, even more so, we're in a, in a deficit in a beyond deficit, that. Deficit, because yeah. um, not only is it not enough... But according to Steve Young in this article, he says the government employees are underpaid and are leaving to go to other cities that pay more. Well, then that 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 that, that but that's what you were saying about yes. competing with other cities. That's an example of where we do need to compete with other cities if we're going to retain staff, though. Surely, in, unless we have other incentives to keep employees here. And what would that be? Well, I'll give you a little story. When I was uh, engineer, uh, starting engineer, coming out of college, um, I came up to the Bay Area to work up here and. Knowing that it cost at least 20% more, or more than that even, to work down in the South Bay, mm-hmm. uh, I, I decided to take a lower income to live up in this area. Right. Knowing, though, I can get more money uh, in the South but Bay. But that gave you a better life because you weren't commuting. Right, right. And I think Benicia in this area, you know, Vallejo, Benicia, this whole area is a really nice lifestyle area for a great family, you know, raising mm-hmm. a family and everything else. Great schools. I mean, all this... Mm-hmm. 
And so we said, okay, look, we're not going to worry about that extra income. You know, so I took a choice. I mean, to me, that seems like a, a great incentive is to give people not only a good income, but to give them a, a good community to be part of, not just a, a salary. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely so. agree with that. I mean, obviously, quality of living is a, is a big part of it. And you'd rather, I suppose, earn less, but have a nicer lifestyle yeah. personally. Well, I, th- I think it's going to take some creative. Here's some creative ideas that I came up with. And I even talked to some of the city officials about these ideas. But, of course, you know, these are a little pie in the sky. But one of the ideas was, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we offer less salary than all these other cities? But we offer things like maybe a housing incentive for new employees. Maybe we do an apprenticeship program for two years for those for those employees that just have no experience or coming out of college and they're like green is green, but they're desperate to get experience mm-hmm. so they can be, you know to get a job mm-hmm. and they can't get a job because they don't have experience. No, because what we're doing is we're actually buying experience. We're actually spending this money. Yeah, to get experience. I mean, I, I must yeah. admit, I was surprised when you yeah. told me that the city manager owns a half a million dollars a year. Yeah, now I may be incorrect on that. I thought it, I thought it was. I'll double double check those figures. Mm. I thought it could be between two hundred fifty or maybe a little more than that. To, in that, but I heard half a million, but I could be wrong. I mean, I would, we will check on that because yeah, we'll check uh, on that, yeah. because that seems a lot of money. I'm sorry. I yeah. mean, you know, that's for a small city like Benicia, and if maybe that's the going rate in other cities, yeah. but that seems like a huge amount of money so we will double check on that but i i would like anybody that's interested to put their but you know let us know what they think yeah. about where the city needs to go we might even have you know a, a, an open forum discussion at some point about this because anybody that lives in this in this city this is something they're going to have to think about or we're all going to have to think about at some point well it, um, it, yeah, unless you move yeah. away well, it, it kind of feels like it's the city government versus the city citizens it's sort of like, you know, do we support the government or do we support the citizens? Well, there's, there's always this yeah. kind of resistance to, I mean, you know, when I hear Steve Young talk, I think Steve's an intelligent, he talks yeah. clearly, he doesn't mince his words, does he? He doesn't no, beat Ruben, around. I, I wish Ruben was here to do it. He doesn't, he doesn't beat around <laughs> the bush, does he? He's, he's very he's very clear about what he says. And yeah. I think you know. I think he's a good mayor. I really do. He 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 doesn't pull any punches. He says what the problems are. He says what he wants to say. Um, he uses social media. He doesn't worry about putting things up on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that's I think that's good. You know, he's got that. But he, what he says is right. I can see it. I mean, it's it doesn't take it's, an it's, economics it's graduate a, yeah, to figure yeah. this stuff out. That, it's not um, a, it just takes some creative thought. Like I was saying, you know, if we had other ideas, like for example, instead of uh, paying a salary that is super high to meet all these cities, yeah. why not why not do a bonus structure yeah. that has a five year you know a five year uh, horizon? Yeah. Well, if I'll you stay, a, if you for example, if you stay with the city for five years, you get an extra whatever fifty thousand right. dollars in your in your so pocket. So be a bit more creative with the incentives, but not have to you know yeah. instead of compete because Benicia isn't isn't lovely place to live. We all agree with that you know it's got it's it's really a nice place in the bay area i'll put in uh i'll put a link to the uh, poor article um on the podcast so that people can read it yeah and and i would invite anybody that wants to contact us or or make a comment about what their ideas are yeah uh, via any of their social media platforms that, that, that we're on 
just because I think it's good to have this discussion about where to go next. Well, and one thing we could do is, is sit, if we could find a way to sit down with the city staff, or at least a, a subset mm-hmm. of the city staff, and with a big group of citizens and staff together working on creative ideas. Part of the issue is we go to these city council meetings, and the staff has already thought of these things to do, and it doesn't seem like they've thought of them based on any reflection from the community. Mm. It's what they think. It's kind of like running a. It's kind of like they're running a company, and they're only worried about the company what mm. the company needs to do versus what what the customers are wanting. Yeah, and the city council. I mean, let's be honest. Unless it's something really, really, really interesting, they're yeah. not that well attended. And yeah. and also, you know, they they can just because of the nature of that type of meeting, they can be a bit dull. They could be. Um, well, well, plus, and I'm not blaming yeah, yeah. anybody for that, but that's just <laughs> gymnast meetings in general. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they can they, people switch off after like half an hour unless it's something very specific. Yes, you know that that really is going it really, to it really riles them up or whatever. Riles them up. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, one of the things I noticed is that the meetings is is uh, like we did do those parking lot. They did have some community outreach or the parking lot. It was mm. pretty cool when they did the E Street lot. They were they actually had meetings. I think the city can do the same thing because we don't really understand how the city operates. I don't understand how the city operates internally. I don't know who really makes all the decisions, how decisions even get greenlit, mm. um, or how they're. Well, how maybe they're, we should talk about that. Maybe we should yeah. go and actually have a chat with the city and put it out on a podcast. I think so. It's how that. this works because yeah. I think a lot of people are in the dark about that. Yeah, to be honest, I mean I don't yeah. know how it works either. I mean I know how a company works, and I'm assuming that a, that a city is similar to that with a hierarchy and a level of you know you're responsible for this, you're responsible for that. We know that those people are there, yeah. but how they all work internally and how that how the budget is fixed and figured out. I don't know. Does does Steve do that? Does he get involved at that level? Or is that uh, the city manager's job? I, I would imagine city manager is, the, is, is like, it's kind of the executive of the, of yeah. the entire organization. Right, right. So, um, but anyway, but it's an interesting discussion. It's just one of those other discussions that yeah. um, you know. And we've also talked about in in the last uh, just today. This today actually is about bringing back manufacturing in the United States. Yeah. And and Benicia and, and yeah, well Benicia, yeah, cuz you can you can look, you know, this is yeah. a this is a micro look at the situation in Benicia is a is a reflection certainly of, of a much wider picture. And um, I mean there is manufacturing in in Benicia. Um, one of my good friends is a manufacturer here employing many staff in Benicia. Um, so it is possible to manufacture products. Yeah, in the United States competitively, but we were talking about, uh, in particular, Master who make locks. Yeah, Master Lock, right? Today, yeah, and uh, their decision to close their their facility in Milwaukee with a loss of a hundred jobs because they're moving all of their manufacturing to Mexico and China. How sad is that? Very sad. And the reason why they're doing it, from what I can gather from the news article that I read. Is, um, is is purely to increase the bottom line. It's not to, it's just to save money. Yep. So by not employing American workers and not having a facility in America uh, to, to increase their uh, net profit so that their shareholders receive a better dividend on the $850 million worth of, $850 million worth of um, turnover, basically. Right. And, and so yep. that's the... That is the, you know, it's a sad fact that you've got a, you know, now Milwaukee, from what I read, has a huge, many, many years of history, 100 plus years of manufacturing history. And that's one of the last companies 
in that area now to go. There, there's no more manufacturing from what I heard on, uh, on the radio and what wow. I read. No more, no more, more manufacturing in that area. And think of all the support manufacturing around there. It's kind of oh, yeah. like, like losing something like that where they have other support companies around them doing yeah. bu- 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 doing things. So, and, so, uh, so why is this happening? Because companies want to make more money. They can see that it's cheaper to make that product yep. in Mexico or cheaper to make it in China or Malaysia or Thailand or Vietnam. And they can, you know, or any one of those countries where the labor cost and the infrastructure is good. So the infrastructure, you know, because you wouldn't move that manufacturing to, say, Africa, because there's too much corruption and the infrastructure isn't good enough. You might move it to China because they've got a good infrastructure Mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing. Or India. India, to a certain extent, yes, but they haven't got the infrastructure that China has with regards to manufacturing. So, but but it's a, it's it's a shame because once you've closed that manufacturing plant in Milwaukee, it'll be extremely difficult to get it back. And what I was saying here is that you know we've got manufacturing within Benicia. Yeah. We want to make sure that continues. We want to make sure that continues because yeah. we wouldn't want those manufacturers in this city to 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 close up shop basically and move all their manufacturing to say Mexico. Right, or, yeah. or somewhere else yeah. and how do we protect that going forward how do we do that one of the ways is to vote with your wallet basically be prepared to spend more money on something because it's made in america right how many people are prepared to do that it's a, it's a difficult question right because it's uh, everything seems to be you know cost more over time and disinflation in general that's the way, op- the way inflation operates yeah well you know as i said yeah. uh, a tv you go to costco and you see a tv and you could buy what a 40 inch tv or a, yeah. you know even a 50 inch tv now for 300 bucks mm-hmm. i mean you know a flat screen tv for 300 bucks wow. or less or less right now if that was made in america Let's be honest, that would cost you probably three to four times that. So could the economy, could, could, it, could, it, could the economy survive that? Or would people start, how would that happen? So let's say I was to set up a manufacturing facility in America building TVs, and my TV was going to cost $1,000, and then the one imported from China was going to cost 300 bucks. Right. How many TVs would I sell purely on the basis of the fact that it was made in America? Probably not that many. <laughs> probably, right, probably. You know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's a real... It's, a, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting situation that's going forward. It's sort of like, um, if you look at all the companies, including Masterlock, that's done this apparently. Um, you know, I don't know the, the, in the, all, the, all, the, all the stuff about it, but, um, you know, for a lot of corporations, uh, it's like everything else. They're looking inward only. They're only looking at their profit, their, their investors, their fiduciary agreements to their investors to make money for their investors. And not really looking at the, at the whole community. They're not really, they're not really caring. If they cared about the community, they might I try to figure out ways to stay in Milwaukee. See, my my, if I was master, if I was the boss of master, yeah. and I don't know, as you say, all the ins and outs of it. Yeah, we're just but I, w- I yeah. would say that I would keep a certain amount of manufacturing in the United States because, obviously, politically, there's some some uncertainty going forward with not so much with Mexico, but with China. There's yeah. a certain amount of of political tension between the two countries at the moment. 
even though I don't think it will personally come to anything. But I would keep manufacturing in America. Yeah, I would it, keep yeah. some of it in, yeah. in China. But, I mean, you go to, let's say we, we walk into Ace Hardware, and Master is a very well very well known brand in this country isn't it right and you 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 kind of associate master with quality you know you think i'm going to buy a padlock yeah it's good and it's a master padlock, padlock right? and you know it's, it's going to it's going to be a good one because it's been around 100 years right are you going to look at that packaging and say and it says made in china or made in usa if you again if you were faced with a, a two options there's a united states one let's say that padlock costs you 30 dollars and then there's a chinese one that's going to cost you 20 dollars which one would you go for? You'd probably go for the 20. I imagine you people see, would go for the... You see, because this is the trouble. And, and the, the problem with this is that people are not necessarily... And I put myself in there, of course. But yeah. I'm just saying, from a point of view of Benicia, you've got businesses here, you've got manufacturers here. I think a podcast we should have is, at some point, is talking about how to increase manufacturing and businesses within the com within the city limits yeah like like i was saying like to having, generate more having, property having, tax. having yeah having big things like the benicia fair not, where you not have, less yeah have the benicia fair where you can sell things and have, have yeah. sales tax revenues uh rental revenues whatever they go into the city coffers yeah have uh businesses come in that not only manufacture maybe they're part of a of a like we talk, we talk i mean i think in the yeah. past we talked about having companies come in that are biology related you know yeah. per per, uh, per um, you know, like uh, BioRed was here, but mm. companies along those lines is that, that not just manufacture, but provide, you know, science and technology research, whatever. Mm -hmm. All those things can bring in uh, revenues to the city because. Mm. Uh, Could you imagine, like, yeah. for example, if you had a ferry? I mean, I'm just thinking outside yeah, completely. Yeah, imagine ferry. if you had a ferry that went at weekends from Sacramento to San Francisco and stopped in at Benicia. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Almost like a tourist thing, but actually yeah. brought people into Benicia on a ferry. Yeah, like a, like a, the, yeah. a, a small. Do you know what I mean? Things yeah. like that. I mean, is that not possible, or is that just something that oh, everybody just drives? You know, of course, but it's not the fact that it's yeah. the driving; it's the experience of going on a say a ferry that takes you yeah. all the way to San Francisco, and it could drop you off and pick you back up again. Well, I don't know. Well, they have a ferry to Sausalito; they could do the same thing uh, to Benicia. Yeah, theoretically, that one yeah. in Vallejo, bringing yeah. people in, and yeah. it would improve. You know, the I don't know, just things like this. It's this creative thought because our town's not going to grow. I mean, even when we fill out the, all the different lots and get all the, yeah. get some plant's going to stop growing because of the it's landlocked essentially. So, so as I said, we want feedback. Yes, from our listeners, and there is quite a few out there now. Um, we've been building this up and yes, slowly building this back. We want feedback as to what people think, uh, Benicia should be doing to yes. and what we could be doing to help the city decide yes ways to improve um and to, to increase property tax increase sales yeah. tax so that we can all continue say 10 years time not have to have this same sort of conversation it has to change something has to change steve has made that clear and we'd it'd be nice to know if, if people are out there. We'll do our next door post to get yeah. up our link, and then we can also do their email is BenishaVoice at yeah. yahoo.com. And, you know, and I'm not, okay. yeah. you know, I'm talking about big houses, and I'm not against them, but <laughs> it it does annoy me in a way. You know, there's this this thing that you know these big, yeah. great big houses getting built in Benicia on prime pieces of real estate and people are paying two million three million for well, them i know I, you know and there's I a housing know. crisis within benicia you know yeah, and it's, it's just, just like these I builders know. i'm sorry i think they're greedy if you ask me i yeah. think they're greedy i know there's there's a demand for them 
but I think it's based upon greed. It's a bit like Master moving their manufacturing, all their manufacturing you abroad. Know, you know, it comes down to any people sometimes have to do what I consider the right thing. The thing that may not be the, the long term. Yes, the long. It may not. Be, it's more than just how much. What's the maximum profit oh, I, I can, can make, make? Oh, just think I can make all this money, and what am I going to do with it? Oh, I don't know, but I've got it all. I've got all that money. Yeah, it's, it's a hard. It's a. It's a human nature thing. I guess. Buy or, another car or boat or <laughs> another house and do it up. And, I, was know, my, I was talking to my. Well, talking to my neighbor down the street, and and uh, we were just talking. And he was complete. He had moved in the peninsula, and he was complaining about. Well, he didn't want any. You know, any more uh, apartment complex nearby because it might cause parking issues for oh. him and i go geez you know we need like more housing and then uh, or someone they don't like might move in and it might make a bit too much noise or doesn't look right or yeah i'm saying geez uh, but like uh the the north step we'll, we'll come back in later the back to the north step we've got to wrap it up we got to wrap uh, it up yeah. bart's going to be in trouble if we don't carry on <laughs> nattering away here but no it's been good no but i think i think there's some really good points here and i think it would be great to get some feedback and some comments from from our listeners on this and i'll put a link as i said to the article um that was printed yeah, in the benicia magazine we'll put in the benicia high yeah. school and thank you very much and um oh, we will it, welcome ruben back at some point hopefully yeah yes. I can't do a can't do well, a voice Say. I just say uh, for, for those people that want to, I'm going to maybe put together a group. Maybe put together a group and uh, and go down to the city and talk to the city yeah. staff and just and one on one and have a big roundtable. Yeah. So for those interested in doing the roundtable bit, let's uh, let, let us you know, know. Let us know, and we'll, we'll add mm-hmm. you to the list. Mm-hmm. There we go. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we uh, look forward to um, giving you more interesting content. Yeah. I hope we haven't <laughs> bored you. All right. Good. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs>